0: to the Orlando Lady Boss podcast, a show about women who impact, inspire, and grow the Orlando community. I'm your host, Diana Griffith, and the Chief Ideas Maker at Orlando Lady Boss. I'm here to introduce you to the women who are entrepreneurs, activists, artists, change makers, and leaders in the Orlando community. I hope this encourages you to impact, inspire, and grow your own community in Orlando and beyond. Now, let's get into the show. Welcome to episode 73 of the Orlando Lady Boss podcast. We are in not only the last episode of the year, but the last episode of the decade. Oh my gosh, we're we're going to get into the roaring 20s soon. <laughs> um but today my guest is Heather Trick, who is a lawyer and partner at Jordan Law Firm that she owns with her husband, Jordan. (laughs) And we are going, today we are gonna talk all about what it's like to be a working lawyer, Um, and the type of law that Heather specializes in is criminal defense law. I found the conversation really interesting because it's a lot of stuff that I don't really know about because I'm not really involved in, uh, I've never really been involved in the criminal court system outside of watching it on television, which we get into myths about things, um, in the criminal court, uh, proceeding, which I think that you'll find as fascinating as I did, but also I just really love Heather um, and, and Jordan Law Firm and the way that they approach Um, how they do business, and how important it is to really uh, do business with people and connect with people and build community around that. And that is the type of stuff we're going to talk in our episode about today. So uh, I can't wait until you get to hear Heather in just a few minutes, but I just wanted to take a a quick minute. I normally spend this time doing a question, um, but I don't have a question this month, and so what I wanted to talk to you, I wanted to reach out to you, my listeners, and I want to hear from you. I would love to hear who you want to hear from next year, what kind of topics you want to hear about, what do you want from me? Uh please reach out to me. I am at Orlando Lady Boss on all of the social media channels. Um, or you can email me, diana at orlandoladyboss.com. And I just wanted to take a quick little second and do a little bit of a year in review because that is where my head is right now. Because uh, it has been an, an, a very, very exciting year at Orlando Lady Boss headquarters. I feel like so many new projects have gotten done this year. You've seen me out in the community more and I've done some speaking engagements and I'm going to be doing more of that next year out talking to the community, sharing my knowledge um, about branding, about writing, about uh, building companies and and I just wanna I wanna know the specifics of kind of the things that you wanna hear from me. I feel like I've gotten really great feedback, but I just I wanna do more for for, for y'all out here in the community. Um, I also started a meetup series this year. So if you haven't, if you didn't check some of those out here in this last fall, there's going to be more next year. We're going to be looking at more workshops and more networking events so you can connect in person with other awesome Orlando lady bosses and um, figure out ways for us to do more business together. Because we all rise together when we work together and find those right people to help lift us up and do business. And that's what I want for listeners here. I want you to be able to build the businesses that you want, to have the careers that you want, the lifestyles that you want. And that is really the goal and the mission here at Orlando Lady Boss. And I am just so excited that for all of my listeners, for all of my followers, for anyone who has given me kind words, um, that you're out there and paying attention and and supporting me because I could not do this if it wasn't for you. Truly, 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 I could not do this if it wasn't for you. If I didn't, if I didn't know that there were people out there that were getting something from the things that I was putting out, and. Now let's you know go right into our interview with Heather because she is an awesome Orlando lady boss. I'm so glad to have her on the episode. I'm so excited that I got to talk to her this month and I hope that you can see that there's so many different types of career tracks you can go on and still make choices about the way that you want to live your life and how you how you create the career that you want based on the lifestyle you want to have. And There is no better person to talk about this today than my friend Heather over at Jordan Law Firm. So let's get into this episode right now. Welcome everyone. Today my guest is Heather Trick, who is the partner at Jordan Law Firm. Welcome to the show, Heather. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I am so excited to talk a little bit about law here today. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself. What drew you to law as a profession?
1: So I went to law school um, at first because the job market was really terrible. <laughs> Wait, when did you graduate?
0: <laughs> I graduated in two thousand and seven with a degree in
1: political science. Uh-huh. I graduated
0: <laughs> in two thousand and six, so I know how it is. Like, I was on that. Like, am I gonna keep staying in school, or am I gonna get out and like make? Right,
1: right. Well, I I decided that I would go to law school, mostly because I wanted to work for the federal government. I've always wanted to work in in an area Mm -hmm. where I could help people and um, use my talents to be able to make the community better. And when I graduated from law school, the market was still terrible. Mm -hmm. So I ended up um, beginning my legal career as a public defender
0: here in Orlando. Okay. So your specialty is criminal law.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I did four years as a public defender in mm-hmm. criminal defense, and then when I left, I started picking up areas of practice related to criminal defense. So mm-hmm. I started representing students in disciplinary proceedings at schools. Mm-hmm. Now, I do personal injury because that ties in a lot mm-hmm. with criminal, and then, um, and then we added business litigation and professional licensing to our practice when we added
0: more attorneys. Gotcha. So, is this, you know, what drew you, is it that want of trying to help the community, drawing you to criminal law specifically, helping people through that type of, um, uh, type of law that you're working on. Because there's obviously lots of different types of law that you could be practicing.
1: Yes, Mm -hmm. uh, that's absolutely a huge factor. It's really enjoyable to me when I can help a client not just resolve their case, Mm -hmm. but I can figure out why they got arrested in the first place. So maybe there was a drug problem or a mental health problem Mm -hmm. or some sort of domestic relations issue. And if I can solve that, that's also that also makes me feel really good yeah. and feel like I've helped my community in more than one way. Mm-hmm. Selfishly, I also like being in court. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you actually like to be in court, and you really yes. probably see a lot more court cases through criminal law than maybe other types.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. There are some weeks where I'm in court almost all day, every single day, mm-hmm. um, and, and that's very exciting. I was never the kind of person that wanted to comb through 300,000 pages uh-huh. of... Paperwork to find, you know, mm-hmm. the ones
0: you want it to be out there debating and like making points, <laughs> yes, yes. And you know what?
1: In in very few other types of law, do you deal with the kind of crazy stories that you get in criminals? That
0: is very true. And I like the, what you said about, you know, there's lots of different nuanced reasons on why things end up happening, and like trying to almost problem solve those things that ended them up in that situation, um, is you know, a really important part of thinking about you know why does someone become a criminal in the first place
1: yes and and one thing that a lot of people don't realize is that one of our um highest number of cases are driving cases. So mm-hmm. driving without a license or driving with a suspended license. And so we work really really hard to try and help people get their driver's licenses back. Mm-hmm. If you live in Central Florida oh, and yeah. you don't have a driver's license, you're pretty much oh, done yeah, for. 100%.
0: I've,
1: I've heard that Sunrail has a tendency to hit people and the Lynx <laughs> bus is never on time. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have a car and you don't have a license, that really really makes it difficult yeah. to, it, to work mm-hmm. and, you know, attend doctors appointments or school or whatever and so 100 it's very very rewarding that at the end of a case yes they're not going to jail you Mm -hmm. know maybe they don't have to pay any
0: fines but having a license is, is gold to them oh 100 i mean you know it just compounds on top of each other if you lose your license and the access to be able to get to your work and provide for your family then desperation sets in and then it can lead to other bad decisions if not you know, handled appropriately. So that kind of stuff is huge in, in the life of your clients, I'm sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So um, tell me a little bit about Jordan Law. Like, how did that get started? You you run this company with your husband, correct?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if you ever think that you should start a business with your significant other... <laughs> Should think very, very long and hard about it. There was no tougher time during marriage than when we first started our firm together. Oh, I'm sure. I, I have a husband. I
0: was like, I would never go into business with
1: him. Yeah, there are a lot of things that I I thought I would never do with my legal career, and and I've pretty much done it all at this point. So, um, so at the time back in 2015, um, my husband wor- was working as a prosecutor. Uh-huh. So we were on opposite. We actually met in court on opposite sides of oh, it's a Romeo um, the and cases. Story. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I mean, obviously, I was probably the winner in most of the matchups, but um,
0: <laughs> he may say otherwise.
1: So, so he was working as a prosecutor, okay. and he really wanted the opportunity to um, challenge himself. And so he said, "I'm going to start a firm." And I said, "Great. Mm-hmm. I hope somebody hires us." <laughs> <laughs> And at the time, I was actually teaching in public school, trying uh-huh. to help with um, kids who were at-risk youth, teaching them civics. Uh-huh. Um, and so I I did that while working with him at night uh-huh. until he um, until he got the firm to the point where I could join him full time. Uh-huh. And you know we did it. For a couple of reasons. One, we wanted the challenge. Two, we were tired of a government paycheck. Mm -hmm. But one of the biggest, uh, one of our biggest priorities has always been to model our career after the life that we wanted. Yeah. And so by creating our own firm, we had the flexibility um, to spend time doing things that we loved and mm-hmm. having free time. And now that we have a child being able to spend more time with our child as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I know, um, I actually was, your firm actually does a podcast and I spoke with your husband and that was a topic that we talked about on, on your pod, your company's podcast at the same time, like about having, you know, what that work life balance is and being a business owner in that sense. And yeah, I, it's funny to hear you know um, the story of. Sometimes I think like people think, oh, you become a lawyer, and then like ta-da, <laughs> you know, like there's all of this good paycheck and, and good you're playing money, golf, and, golf Yeah, the, yeah exactly program. right. Like there's this like perception, and it's like, no, we were working like I was working full time, and then part time on this business on the side to get things off the ground, and it, you, you know, it's the story is similar, you know, to every entrepreneur that you're talking about because it's still entrepreneurial work. Yes.
1: (laughs) Anyone anyone who thinks that lawyers are spending their days golfing and doing early happy hours doesn't understand that the modern lawyer is more likely working 80 hours a week, Mm -hmm. um, just trying to bill and trying to, you know, wrap up cases mm-hmm. because the the law market's and the legal industry is not the same as it was
0: 20 or 30 years ago. Oh yeah. So what does what does that exactly mean? Like what is that like what the perception is and how maybe it used to be and what it is really now.
1: You know, it's interesting talking to some attorneys that have been practicing a lot longer. They um they mentioned how, you know, decades ago there was less competition. Mm -hmm. We now have what seems like a billion law schools in the state of Florida. Mm -hmm. So there's tons and tons of attorneys that are willing to do the same work that you're doing Mm -hmm. much cheaper. So you're, you're competing against more attorneys. Um, You're competing against prices being driven down by, um, by online websites that offer you a will for $99 Mm, or, Mm -hmm. you know, and so there's, and, 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 it's a lot of
0: the crunch that a lot of other people are feeling in different industries too, right? Correct. Like, there's automation and oversaturation and how do you stand out in that?
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and it's been, um, and that's something that, and I have to give all the credit to my husband because I am not the computer uh-huh. person. He has really worked hard with, utilizing as much technology as possible yeah. in order to automate everything in our firm that can be automated mm-hmm. to try and keep the overhead low mm-hmm. on our on our business.
0: Well, that, you know, I love hearing those little inside little tidbits from, you know, what's going on in different types of companies. I think it's something that a lot of my listeners like to hear, you know, like how do I do this? How does this how do I get about this? So, you know, it's it, it's not some magical formula. It's a lot of hard work and and lots with, of hard uh, work yeah hard work and hours and in 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 um tuning in you know the the process over time so you're able to get out of it little bit by little bit as we're talking about um you know how the criminal justice system is perceived by versus like what it is um what are some things that are just these false rumors or things that people see on TV that they think, you know, that's what a lawyer is like, or that's what it's going to be like if someone gets arrested that are just some of maybe the most outlandish ones that you think are funny or cause problems when people come to you and their knowledge base. So I think,
1: you know, there's a couple things. One is how quickly cases move on TV. People Uh think like, Oh, I got arrested. I'm going to be in trial in three weeks. That never happens. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think the fastest from arrest to trial that I've ever gone was six weeks, and that was a case that I had last week went Uh to trial. Uh And that's just, that's a a once-in-a-decade sort of situation. Most of the time it takes us six months, a year, for really complicated So it doesn't doesn't mean
0: if it's a small infraction
1: or a big infraction. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's just going to take. It could take a very long time. Uh And if you're sitting in jail with no bond, you're in jail the whole time. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, I think that another thing is that people expect court to be very exciting, and I recently invited some of my staff and interns to come watch. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a family law trial a few weeks ago, and then I had a criminal trial last week, Mm -hmm. and they were just shocked by how not
0: interesting (laughs) it was. So Again, it's hours and hours Mm -hmm. of of information before you get an interesting tidbit, right?
1: You right. Know? Well, you know, and, and honestly, in the criminal trial, the the evidence portion, this is another thing people don't expect. They expect several witnesses and videos and DNA and whatever. And in this particular trial last week, there was one witness. It was a cop. And he testified for about 15 minutes. And that was the entire trial. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, we spent two hours yeah. picking a jury. Uh-huh. And then he spent 15 minutes testifying oh. and then that was it wow and i think people expect that there's going to be so much more information and you know uh-huh. and, and it's just it's not always there oh wow
0: that yeah that that's crazy to think that like oh the trial could just be 15 minutes or whatever yes, yes. uh you know i watch all those law shows too that's why i was you that question because <laughs> yeah you see like oh this thing goes really fast unless the defendant wants to push it back or something mm-hmm. you know <laughs> yes and
1: actually in in some courtrooms where you you don't have a jury so for example in juvenile you can have three or four trials before lunch oh wow yes.
0: yeah so see where, yeah. You know, there's lots of stuff going on in the courtroom, but maybe not so interesting. It's
1: a, I mean, those are a lot of fun. I will say, though, that oh, yeah. that's only in, in, for example, criminal. Uh-huh. Um, some of my friends who are in civil, their trials can last for weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah. So just think about that. If you end up on jury duty and they say it's a criminal case, definitely try to get on a criminal case over a civil case because the criminal one will be done much,
0: much sooner. See, there's a little advice if you got jury duty, like what to look out for a little bit. So... Well, you know, hiring a lawyer, especially someone like you who's a criminal means that a criminal, sorry, (laughs) hiring a lawyer that's a criminal defense attorney like yourself um, can be a little overwhelming because the reason why you would need one probably means that you might be in a little bit of trouble. And um, so, what are some of those things that you should look for when you're vetting uh, a lawyer when you need one in this situation? So I always tell people
1: and I tell, I tell clients who are coming in for a consultation that it's like dating. You are trusting me with the most important thing in your life, Mm -hmm. which is your life or your freedom or your money. And so we need to get along and you need need to be able to trust me. Mm -hmm. And if we have completely different personality styles, that's not going to change. That's not going to change next week when I'm arguing Mm -hmm. your first appearance. And that's not going to change in six months when we're in trial. So I, you know, I recommend that people talk to a few different attorneys and find out which attorney meshes most with their personality. Mm -hmm. Um, People hire my husband because he's a lot more aggressive, because Mm -hmm. he is a lot more forward. People hire me because I tend to do a little bit more hand-holding, and Mm -hmm. I sit down and walk people through the process a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, But the people that like him as a lawyer probably aren't going to like me as a lawyer, even though we're both skilled, Mm -hmm. fantastic lawyers. Yeah. And and then if you... It's just about the approach, right? Right. And And if you don't connect then you don't, you're never going to feel comfortable with the advice that I'm giving. Yeah. Um, I also recommend that they talk to them about, you know, how the process will work for them. Because if an, if an attorney can walk them through the process and kind of things that they see from their on their case from right off the bat, mm-hmm. then they know that the attorney knows enough to already have a plan gotcha. for how this case should go. So, yeah, it's,
0: do you have any experience in this kind of, Situation that I'm going into too. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Well, those are those are good things to think of. I think. Yeah. But it, it's the who am I talking to? Do I trust them? Yeah. It's a very huge. You know, it could it can mean the difference between like what's going on in your life for sure. Like you said, so uh, calling a couple people up, even if you're in a little bit of trouble, is probably going to be beneficial to you. Um, you also do, like, educational types of trials, right? Like, yes. Like, is it through the school systems is who you're helping with, or...? So, it's... Explain it's... this to me a little bit more, <laughs> in, more in depth, because I'm interested in knowing what this is about. I see it all over your website, so... So,
1: this is actually one of my favorite areas of law to practice, because I really enjoy... Um, Getting into the education system and making sure that people's rights are protected. Mm-hmm. When you're in a criminal court, you've got a judge who knows the law. You've got a state attorney who knows the law. Mm-hmm. You've got cops who presumably know enough about the law to make mm-hmm. reasonably decent decisions most of the time. In the school system, when they're trying to expel a kid for, um, for a fight or for uh, lighting a lighter in class or something like that. None of these people are lawyers Mm -hmm. and they don't prioritize, um, making sure that kids get due process when they're, um, going through the suspension or expulsion process. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they don't get it right. Mm -hmm. And I'm just there to make sure that people are following the law and following the rules and that kids have the opportunity to be noticed. So, Mm -hmm. Tell them what they're being charged with, Mm -hmm. give them the opportunity to review their evidence, and then essentially have a trial, which is a hearing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then at the end of it, we try and argue for lesser penalties if they're still found in violation. Mm -hmm. So we do this for the public schools. Mm -hmm. We also do it for the colleges. So we get a lot of college students who are being investigated Mm -hmm. for um, academic dishonesty, sexual assault allegations, Mm -hmm. um, violations of... Florida statutes mm-hmm. and and we just want to make sure that at the end of the day that if they're proving allegations against them that they're doing it properly. Gotcha.
0: So it, normally um, someone's coming to you in one of those cases because they've already been told that they're going to have some type of Um, Hearing or something through the board of, like, whatever the educational board is or whatever at their institution. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So for kids in middle school or high school, it's after they've been suspended Mm -hmm. and they're being told when they come back from suspension they're going to be reviewed for expulsion Mm -hmm. or – referral to a, an alternative school mm-hmm. and at for example UCF mm-hmm. they'll send them a letter letting gotcha. them know that there's an investigation
0: so even if you um, you or someone you know or is found in this situation it might not seem like something that you would want to have a lawyer for but you might want to because it can there can be lots of repercussions if it's not if someone's not like advocating for you basically
1: absolutely and and one of the things that um, that I've noticed over the years is is for example even on technicalities mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know a lot of times they mess up on a technicality and it can get their decision reversed but also if they make an incorrect decision or if they leave out evidence that should have been presented if you don't have somebody there saying we need this evidence at that hearing mm-hmm. then you can appeal it all the way up to the court system and if the court system said well you never asked for it at the initial hearing too bad, so sad, you've lost your chance. Mm -hmm. So when you have an attorney there, an attorney is looking out to make sure that whatever evidence is supposed to be there is there or that it's brought up Mm -hmm. and that um, whatever processes were supposed to be followed get followed or the attorney, you know, can notate that. Mm -hmm. So that way if you do end up in court – the, the courts will say, okay, yes, you did actually talk about this and point
0: this out. Mm-hmm. Down yeah, the to fr- get it oh, on the record. Right, the attorney right. is helping you get something on a record so that you can go back and go, well, it's creating a paper trail.
1: Correct. Mm-hmm. Because if it's not on the
0: record, there's nothing the courts can do. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. So let's switch up subjects a little bit and talk about um, just the law field in general. And it can seem very male-dominated, it can also seem very formal in the dress code and expectations of decorum. Um, Is that perception still true if there's, you know, a young woman out there thinking about becoming a lawyer, um, you know, and scared about some of these things, is that kind of stuff still true or is it changing?
1: It's definitely changing. Mm-hmm. A lot of women have put a lot of work into trying to make the court system and the legal field more um, woman-friendly. Mm-hmm. I can say that, for example, one of the big pushes recently has been to add lactation rooms mm-hmm. to all of the courthouses. Um, mm-hmm. I had, my child's now 20 months old. Mm-hmm. When he was about four months old, I was pumping in a witness room during trial. because so you're <laughs> actively, you actively
0: are familiar with what's going yes, on. Yes,
1: because I had to pump in between courthouses. And, but I mean, these are real yes. barriers you yes. know, to, to doing your job effectively, mm-hmm. right, you know? Absolutely. Um, and, and I know that there was, um, there are still problems with women getting mm-hmm. continuances because they're on maternity leave.
0: Okay.
1: Or, um, but, you know, I've brought my kid to court and it is what it is. It's mm-hmm. not ideal, but it happens. Uh-huh. And, and Have lo-
0: you had any negative feedback from um, court, uh, clerks of the court or anyone like that that
1: are... I, I once had a deputy try to not let me into the courtroom because I had my child uh-huh and I told him that I would happily pull out any of the other deputies who were there as witnesses to watch them or any of the other attorneys and and at which point the hearing officer told him to let me in but <laughs> I mean I, I I see a lot of the other judges a lot of the judges at our local bar mm-hmm. events and stuff and, and they've most of them have met my child and mm-hmm. and like I said I, I don't do it out of you know, mm-hmm. out of just wanting to bring my kid along. Sometimes it's out of necessity. Yeah. And, and my husband has had to do the same thing. Uh-huh. It's, you know. Well,
0: it's. It, I mean, that's important, though, to hear, too, that there's men out there that are doing that also. Like, you know, not just, oh, it's it's women that have to bring their kid to court because they can't find a babysitter, but, you know. Men have children too. That sometimes they yes. can't facilitate. <laughs> yes, and so, I think that I, <laughs> I think that the
1: legal um, the legal profession is moving to be more accommodating of family needs. Uh huh. Um, but I also think that it's on a firm by firm basis. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as women in the legal industry, I still get mistaken for a court reporter on a weekly basis. Wow. Sometimes on a daily basis. Wow. When my mm-hmm. husband actually, I went into court with my husband last week. And he went up to the attorney desk, no problem. And when I walked in, they go, Wait, are you a lawyer? Uh-huh. Even though I walked in with him in a full suit. And so it's, there's a perception that when people see women, they don't always assume that they're lawyers. Yeah. But. You know, that's – I use it to my advantage. If they're going to underestimate me, then they're going to be – I like
0: that. Surprised. I like to hear that, too. It's like, fine, you underestimate me, and then I won't give anything away. Yes, yes. But I'm very
1: – I am very upfront with young female attorneys that, uh-huh. that it still can be a problem.
0: Do you mentor at all young attorneys? Yes. So mm-hmm. what is what is that like? What is some advice that you give to young aspiring uh, women lawyers.
1: So I was, you know, I was recently talking to some attorneys who were talking to their mentees, telling them, like, you know, don't be surprised when you're a first year lawyer working until 10 o'clock on Christmas Eve and, you know, whatever. And I said, don't. That's the wrong place for you. huh. you have to make decisions about your career based on the life that you want.
0: Gotcha. So because even if, early, like even early on. From
1: day one, because uh-huh. if you if you let your career control your lifestyle, it will Always control your lifestyle, Mm -hmm. especially when, as an attorney, you know, you can go work as a public defender or state attorney for very little money, Uh but have great benefits and a great work-life balance, Mm -hmm. or you can start off going and working for a Mm -hmm. mill where you're working 80 hours a week, but you're getting a great paycheck, Mm -hmm. and you know what? You start spending that great paycheck, and then it's... And then you're
0: used to that lifestyle. Right. You know, it's so funny, because I tell that kind of advice to business owners, too, as they're building a business. Like, if you're going to work... If it takes you... You know, eighty hours to maintain your business every week. Then, like at certain point, you cannot work that amount of time, and you're just physically going to be done. And then, what are you supposed to do if that's how much work it takes to run your business? And so, I, I love that you're saying that advice s- to the you know to young women um, early on. Like, think about the lifestyle that you want as you're building. Yeah, and you can make career. and
1: you can make career choices to accommodate mm-hmm. that. There, um. The legal industry is continuously changing from that aspect to allow remote work. In mm-hmm. my office, we allow remote work from mm-hmm. anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and to allow more flexible scheduling, to allow for a better work-life balance. I mean, for our attorneys, part of their job is networking. So if they're going to go to happy hour, that's considered work. Yeah. And, you know, and so then maybe they're not going to be in the office at 830 in the morning. And that's, and that's yeah. fine. And it should
0: be that way. And it should. You know, it's... It, that kind of stuff is something that I wrestled a lot with on my own as a business owner at first of oh I spent hours here networking one night and I'm exhausted and I don't I'm not ready to like get going on the work again but I'm like oh well I work for three hours that is work (laughs) and it's hard to justify it because I think in a a lot of nine to five settings it's like you work all day and then you go to the happy hour event and network on top of that too yes yeah and it's 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 an impossible lifestyle to keep up yes. and i think and i think you can do it for a short amount of times but i think it's like how what does the end game look like or how right and i and, I, and I tell
1: a lot of people you know when you start out in, in as a lawyer in your 20s like that's like the best time of your life yeah. why would you spend all of it working when yeah. you can mm-hmm. travel and have fun and i mean i play on a kickball league yeah, and, and i don't want to give that up and um you know and and, if and i think it probably makes
0: you a better attorney <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because
1: it takes <laughs> some of the stress off
0: of you but yeah and so
1: and so i explained to them that they're they they should not feel like just because other people are doing that, that mm-hmm. that's that's how all lawyers are because yeah. we're not and mm-hmm. you know and when we didn't have those opportunities available to us we created our own opportunities yeah and, and a lot of attorneys don't feel confident that they can create that opportunity for themselves but. Really, most of them can. That's that's awesome,
0: and it, and they're doing it through what? Like the the building of their clientele. Is it it just choosing the right companies? Like, you know. Yeah, you know. it's it's certainly, especially with the the employment
1: um, rate the way it is now. That I mean, really, the associates have their pick of law firms, they and do. so mm-hmm. they should. That's something that they should, they should look for in an yeah. interview is what's the expectation for work-life balance? What's the expectation for working on vacation? Gotcha. What's the expectation for
0: mm-hmm. um, weekends yeah. and, you know, evenings? Yeah, and I think it's not just the, saying, like, the salary is the the top consideration, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what is the salary? Because the salary could be great, but then, yeah, if we're working all that out many hours and then you're not – able to recharge or have expectations you you can't perform long-term, that's gonna be really difficult. So, well, that's awesome. So uh, do you mentor through an association? Are there associations that you're part of um, that other people can get involved with um, here locally, nationally.
1: Yes. I don't know what law,
0: you know, <laughs> associations are are around town that's, that are active.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we have tons, tons okay. of voluntary bar associations. Mm-hmm. So I mentor through the Orange County Bar Association Young Lawyers Division. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, uh, I mean, we have a Hispanic Bar Association, um, the state, Central Florida Gay and Lesbian... Uh, Law Association, mm-hmm. the Central Florida Association of Women Lawyers. So there really is a lot of them out
0: there. Yeah. So find communities to plug into and find people that can also offer support and have a support system. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I and I try not to get involved in just legal organizations mm-hmm. because, you know, lawyers are yeah. wonderful. Yes, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, so you can't
0: be all law all the yeah, time. Yeah. And you so, said you play kickball. <laughs> yeah, I play kickball. Um,
1: we're involved in some local chambers of commerce uh-huh. and... Um, you know, and we try and get out into the greater community as a whole, um, mm-hmm. and so, and I'm I'm on a City of Orlando um, Criminal Nuisance Abatement Board, uh-huh. and and so we're we're trying to reach one of the Citizen the Advisory Boards. Is that what it is? No, it's oh. for the it's one of the City of Orlando boards. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and my husband's on the board for Big Brother, Big Sister. Gotcha. So we try and. We try and network amongst other attorneys, but also in the greater
0: community. Of course, you have want... to do a little bit of both. Right. You have to have like a little bit of your own community that you can kind of get ideas from and, and and figure things out, but then you also need yeah. to look for the people that are going to be the future clients. And and talk uh,
1: to people about network. something other than yeah. law. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <I> talk to <laughs>
0: something. Yes, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I think that's true in any industry that you're in, by the way. It's just... Find other people to talk about things that aren't the specific thing you spend every day in.
1: Yes. So,
0: well, what the last question I have for you and that I ask everyone on the show is what is a piece of advice that stuck with you over the years? Uh,
1: I mean, really, it keeps going back to the work life balance. Mm-hmm. That is something that, and I don't, you know, I don't know who exactly told me, but I just remember. Um, when I was still a a public defender and all of my friends were leaving to go get private attorney jobs Mm -hmm. and, you know, and I was going to happy hour at 5 PM and they were working. Mm -hmm. And that is something that has stuck with me for forever. And and yeah, some of them are driving much nicer cars Mm -hmm. and some of them are going on much more expensive vacations, but I can take off in the middle of the day and go to SeaWorld with my kid. Yeah. And I can spend, um... I've been very, very lucky that between my husband and I and my in-laws who watch my kid on a regular basis, mm-hmm. that we've been able to um, spend a lot of time with him, uh-huh. you know, in, in yeah. the past 20 months. And, and you know, I, I'm not getting home right before bedtime. And uh-huh. um, And that is that is something that has stuck with me from, you know, day one of my career is is that you know, I'm working to live.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, this isn't all of what your life is. Yes. This is just a. This helps facilitate the other parts.
1: Yes. Uh-huh. And and the rest of my life is is awesome enough that I don't want to spend most of it at work.
0: Yeah, I love it. No, that. no offense to my even place. If, even if you're passionate about the thing that you do, right? Like, yes. Even if you're passionate, you still gotta yes take time off and not do that thing. <laughs> and I have, and I will say that we have the
1: best staff and the best um, the best team to help keep our firm going, whether I'm here or not. Yeah. And that and that has made all the difference for us. Yeah,
0: I, I know what you're saying. Like just because Heather is not here in the moment doesn't mean that as their clients are concerned that they're not getting ton, like the full body treatment of Yes. being taken care of because there's a support team here helping you all. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I think that that goes into when you're making career decisions to make the life that you want, part of it is make sure that the people who you bring in with you are
0: are as good at your job or at their jobs as you are yours. Yeah, I think it's so it's so funny. I was telling someone this the other day. It's like, you don't have to be the smartest person in the room, but you got to know how to surround yourself with like people that are smart. And know how to do the things you don't. You need to know, be smart enough to know what you don't know and
1: help. Yes. Well, if you that. get me anywhere near a computer, we know that I'm definitely <laughs> not the smartest
0: person in the room. We kept you away from a computer for this interview. <laughs> but uh, I, that's where I'm going to leave you here, Heather. Um, you don't know the links for your marketing stuff, do you? Because normally you ask the guests.
1: I have. Uh, so our website is www.jordanlawfl.com. Uh huh. Our Facebook page is Jordan Law, FL PA, not PA, just Jordan Law FL. Mm-hmm. Uh, my marketing guy is nodding and shaking. His head. <laughs> yeah, we're so
0: oh, we are recording here in in Jordan's Law for uh, Jordan Law Firm right and now. Can, so yeah, he's... I can
1: find our Instagram. <laughs>
0: um, and I do. Well, we put all of these in the show notes, so I already have them electronically. I just I okay. knew that you didn't necessarily know all of them because again, that's not. Where your special That's where in. I delegate. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now, our Instagram is Jordan Law PA. Mm-hmm. And I point that one out because I, um, one of my marketing tactics is that I have branded clothing for my child who is super cute, way cuter <laughs> than his parents. And people would definitely hire him over <laughs> us. So, um, so whenever, whenever I post photos of him in his little Jordan Law shirt, um, it, it, yeah. he always gets tagged on Instagram at our yeah. firm page.
0: And I, you know, I just want to shout out. Your your company's social media in general, um, because it's awesome. It's a lot of Florida man funny stuff. On. <laughs> we try to we try to keep it punny. Yeah, there's a lot. There's you know you would think that like a law lo- following a law firm might be a little boring, but not not following Jordan. Our our goal <laughs> is to have the worst dad jokes and puns.
1: <laughs> yes, and and sometimes it becomes a contest over <laughs> how punny can it get. And, and you know what? I, think, I thank our fans for contributing because sometimes they come up with way better stuff than we can. That's always um, the case. But you know what? <laughs> Why would we do it if we didn't enjoy
0: it? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you get to have a little fun at work, and that's always a good thing. So, well, thank you very much, Heather, for being on the show today. I really appreciate the conversation. I learned a little bit about... What it's like to be a lawyer and uh, some stuff I might need to know if I <laughs> hopefully never find myself in trouble. Yes, <laughs> I always hope that people never need to call me unless they're setting up a business or yeah. something. I hope I never need to call you for anything, but you know, but we are
1: always here yeah. if somebody if somebody gets arrested, is in a car accident, mm-hmm. or you know,
0: is getting sued or something. We we're happy to talk to anybody. Exactly. You never need you don't need one until you need one. So yes. <laughs> Well, wonderful. Well thank you so much. And we will catch everyone next time. Bye. Thank you for listening. Be sure to visit my blog orlandoladyboss.com for all the show notes from this episode and past episodes. There you can sign up for my monthly email list where I share with you updates on news about women empowerment, networking in Orlando, content writing and marketing tips, and how to share your story with the world. Plus, when you sign up for the newsletter, you get my free download, Boss Up Your Bio, a worksheet that helps you write the perfect about page that makes you shine and speaks to your ideal client. You can also find me on social media. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at OrlandoLadyBoss, and you can search for me on Facebook as OrlandoLadyBoss also. If you're a woman in Orlando doing something amazing, please be sure to tag it with hashtag OrlandoLadyBoss so I can see all the cool stuff you're doing out in the community. Finally, if you got this far and you like what you heard, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. It really helps this podcast to get discovered by other people. Also, make sure to download the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That way, a new episode will be automatically downloaded each Friday for you to enjoy. Thank you so much for joining me today. Until next time, stay strong and go out and make an impact.